legs together to dampen the throb between them just a little. It's getting unbearable, but he's too quick for me. He finishes tying my wrists and grips my calves roughly, gently pushing them apart. Obediently, I keep them open. He removes his hands. My mind starts racing. Where is he? What is he about to do to me? How much longer do I have to wait? And then I feel it. Lightly at first, then a little more insistent, on the back of my knee. It feels like... Sandpaper? What the hell is he doing? I turn my head from the pillow and try to open my eyes, but I can't. Why the hell can't I open my eyes, and what the hell is he doing? It starts to tickle. I shake my leg a little in an attempt to stop it, but the sensation returns. Stop it, I laugh. Stop! Stop! I'm finally able to pry open my eyes and realize it's morning. I'm in bed, lying on my stomach, alone. The sandpapery feeling on the back of my knee comes courtesy of my cat, who seized the moment when my left leg escaped the confines of my down comforter and decided it was the perfect place to lick. Penelope, why can't you be a six-foot-tall guy with perfect hands and a delicious smell? I asked her, sighing. She purred in response. I took a quick glance at the clock. 8.42. Great. Late again. Up you get, Kitty. I nudged Penelope off me. She offered me a look that defined unimpressed. Despite her sour face and my desire to go back to bed to finish that dream, I rolled over and swung my legs over the bed, then plodded into the bathroom. As I waited for the shower to heat up, I scanned myself in the mirror. The firm, running legs, the flat abs from yoga, the breasts that have gone down a cup size but are blessedly free of stretch marks and relatively perky considering. It's funny what a breakup can do to your fitness regimen or other regimens, for that matter. Eyes meeting eyes in the mirror, deep breath, and... Sadie, you are sexy, fun, and fabulous, and attract strong, secure, kind, supportive men into your life right now. The words hung in the air. I held my own gaze, and when I couldn't stand it anymore, I laughed. Stepping into the shower, I found it hard to escape the sense of irony washing over me. If everyone knew what my private life was like, I'd surely be outed as a fraud. I could barely get into my office before I was bombarded. I didn't even get a chance to sit down before the phone was ringing off the hook, my email inbox was overflowing, and a copy editor was standing in the doorway. I decided to deal with the copy editor first. Dropping my bag and coat on the floor, I pulled out my chair and plunked myself down. What can I do for you, Noel? Um, well, I, uh, he stammered. I failed to understand what it was about me that terrified him so, but whenever he came to my office, he'd immediately turn bright red and lose the ability to speak. Noel, focus, I said. He cleared his throat. <clears throat> well... I need some clarification on some stuff in your latest column. I kicked my feet up on my desk and knocked over a bottle of lube. Noel's eyes darted to it and stayed glued until it rolled under my desk. Okay, so what do you need clarified? I asked. 
and you can come in, you know. Here, have a seat. I got up and rounded my desk to pull out the chair that sat in front of it, then sat on top of the desk while motioning for him to sit. He tiptoed into the room as if the carpet were spiked with landmines and gingerly took a seat. He clutched a notepad and a printout of my latest column in his hands. I wondered if, when he let go of them, they'd reveal two sweaty palm prints. Okay, so I'm not completely clear on the, uh, process, you know, that you went through. I frowned. Which part? He cleared his throat again. Well, um, the Vaseline thing? What about it? I pressed. I knew I was being mean, but putting him on the spot was entertaining as hell. I, uh, don't get why they put the Vaseline on like...